Welcome to Dead Folks Tales, a New Orleans-centric podcast exploring Southern Gothic stories, history, and hauntings with your host, paranormal and fantasy author, Nola Nash. Find out more at nolanash.com. Now, let's talk about dead people. Oh, y'all, I am so excited tonight. I have been looking forward to this for, gosh, I don't know how long we've been talking about this, like two or three weeks now. <laughs> it has been just such a pleasure, even through email, getting to know Terrence and his beautiful wife, my Cynthia. So Cynthia's back there watching us, too. I, I know she's back there in the background. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you two-time Grammy Award winner, Terrence Simeon. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for being here. Nola, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor and a pleasure. Oh, we've been chatting and getting to know each other, but for the folks that, that don't know you, that maybe haven't heard your music, and shame on them, because <laughs> they, they need to get on the internet right now. Okay, after the show, y'all go on the internet, find you some music by Terrence Simeon, and I guarantee you, you're going to be wiggling in your seat, because it is dancing music. It is so much fun. So Terrence, tell me a little bit about how you got into Zydeco. It was very, very young. And I, I love how you just have really come up in this music. Well, you know, I was very lucky to grow up in that whole culture, the Creole culture of the prairies and the swamp, you know. And uh, our music was always a big part of who we were, you know. We'd always have, like, uh, as a kid, I was going to dances at our church hall. I grew up Catholic. And as a fundraiser, the priest came up with this idea. Father Barnett was his name. And he was one of the first to do this sort of thing, where have a, a benefit dance, they call it, you know, where they'd raise money for the church and people would come out and enjoy the music, enjoy mm -hmm. the cultural music, mm -hmm. the side of the music, you know, keeping the culture alive, keeping the tradition alive of the families and in the, the, the music. You know, and um, so I've been exposed to this music very young. I started my band when I was 16 years old, and um, we've been we've been at it ever since. You know, and back in 1981 when I started, first started playing Zydeco music, um, just about all the guys who had Zydeco bands were about 20 years older than I was. <laughs> and Whoa. most of the people who listened to the music was older. And, uh, but I fell in love with the music, hearing the stories the old people told about these musicians like Amadee Ardwain, Clifton Chenier, and, um, you know, just, just all that made me want to play this music, made me appreciate this music and made me appreciate how much this music means to who we are in the Creole community of South Louisiana. And I think that it is so, it, it's just so much a part of the culture in South Louisiana. I mean, everybody's heard about Mardi Gras. You watch the Mardi Gras parades on you know national television you know they they've got clips of it and a lot of the times the music that you're hearing that you are associating with carnival season is zydeco i mean it it really is i mean you you can't 
not have Mardi Gras Mambo, right? I mean, (laughs) and everybody knows this sound, but whether or not they know what it is and know why it's, it's so important to South Louisiana, they're going to get into the music. You can't help it. It's just get up and move and dance music. And I know I grew up, you know, I grew up down there too. And so it's, it's festival music. It's, you know, anytime you had a, a big festival, whether it was a crawfish festival or just any time of year, there was a Zydeco band that was going to be playing. And I just I fell in love with that music at a young age too. Now I told you I'm not musically talented, so I wasn't going to be playing that music, but I was going to be dancing to that music out there in the crowd <laughs> with everybody. And, you know, you on the stage though, you've had some pretty cool experiences in that long career that you have had. I mean, starting so young, you've, you've got more stories to tell than we've got time for, but what are some of your favorite experiences that you've had performing? Well, you know, meeting some of the great musicians like Clifton Chenier, Art Neville, Alan Toussaint, Dr. John, uh, mm-hmm. Cyril Neville. I mean, the names can go on and on and on. I've been that fortunate to where I was able to meet my uh, my heroes, mm-hmm. people who mm-hmm. I look up as legend, and uh, you know people who inspired me, inspired not only me but a world of other people, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean it. It, it just sometimes I, I think back of certain things that happened, you know, like uh, recording with Paul Simon when I was 19 years old when he you came down to Louisiana to do Graceland and, you know, being in the studio with Art Neville and working on a song that I wrote with Dennis Quaid, the lead actor from The Big Easy, movie The Big Easy. And, um, you know, I, I, meeting Art Neville, who's like meeting, like meeting a God to me, you know what I'm saying? He was, well, yeah, I mean, uh, when we see him in music, he is. And, and, and just seeing him and seeing, you know, this dude could be my uncle and he could be my cousin, you know? And, and making that connection, you know, that positive connection with uh, somebody from the community, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's just, I can go on and on and on of, 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 of things that, you know, uh, that the Almighty has bestowed the blessings <laughs> uh, for so many years. I mean, I'm just, I feel like the luckiest person on earth most and of in the time. in a big way. He blessed you big, boy. He blessed you big <laughs> in all of those things. I mean, just the talent that you have, the the amazing connections that you've been able to make, and two Grammy Awards. As, I mean, a Zydeco musician with two Grammy Awards is sitting here talking to me, and we're just hanging out, and I'm, I'm still not over this. <laughs> I don't know when I will be over this. So, Terrence, tell me a little bit about the, the Grammy experience. Experience. What did you win it for? First, the both of them for for folks that don't know, and what was that like when you found out that that's you know Grammy is going to be part of your life? You know, it, it was a Grammy journey. Okay, <laughs> I had been a part of the Recording Academy for over ten years, a voting member, and uh, my wife, who I. I can I bring her? Please do. Because Please she, she never, they always talk to me about this, but she's the force that she's the one who, uh, you know, who, who got this happening. Mm-hmm. Um, a category 
for Zydeco and Cajun music. Okay. There she is. Yeah, I just, I just, wait, you know what? I'm going to do something, and I know she's not going to feel comfortable. I'm going to sit in this chair just for a little minute. Okay. I'll be right back. I want you to sit down in this chair, <laughs> and I want you to talk about how you, okay? I know. She yeah, got a Grammy category, not just for us, but for Zydeco and Cajun music. Tell us about it. It was a journey, Nola. Yeah, and I've had a martini. Hey, we <laughs> drink on this show. <laughs> I'm, I've got mine. So, it's a yeah. standard operating procedure. Okay, perfect. And I'm, I'm, I'm in the right place at the right time. Yes, so, ma'am. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, it was kind of an epiphany for me um, when I realized that. After Clifton Chenier and Queen Ida and Rockin' Sydney Simeon had all won Grammys in the mid '80s, that we haven't had that we didn't have a lot of Grammy winners after that, and it was about the category structure um, of the Recording Academy. So um, I got into the weeds, took the deep dive, and it took us about seven years, but. Um, we were successful. We all took a victory lap. It was a um, it was a big collaborative effort. Um, a lot of people, leadership, um, tourism. Terence Simeon, um, my partner. Um, you know, we made the trek to Memphis. Our chapter was in Memphis. It was the Memphis chapter of the Recording Academy. And he was on the board, and, and so we'd make the drive, and we'd press the palm, and we'd, you know, plead our case, and, and you know, we submitted a couple applications, went through the, you know, all the, um, the required process, and it was a process. Um, and so, yeah, um, seven years later, um, we were su successful, and then Terrence won a couple. After that, I became... Um, a trustee um, at the Recording Academy, the first woman actually from the um, uh, who was elected trustee to, to the to the Memphis chapter. So yeah, it was quite an honor to serve in, in that capacity. So all right, so <laughs> well done, lady. Well if you're really gonna talk about Granny, I had to let you know the driving force behind my Granny. Well, and Your Grammy, I journey. Was... Grammy journey. <laughs> Grammy journey. Yes. Okay. So there you are. That was, you know, one and done. And, and yeah, I mean, Terrence is still active with the Recording Academy. And, you know, I'm still really connected to so many people. And, you know, we have, we, we, we have a lot to be grateful for that they um, understood that, you know, they needed to recognize these genres in their own category. Yeah, We've since had some, some restructuring of the awards, but you know what? We changed their vocabulary. No, and I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you, darling. <laughs> nice work. Nice work. And what a gentleman sharing the spotlight with your lovely bride. Hey, you know, <laughs> It take a teamwork. Teamwork makes the teamwork, you know. You got it. And you my whole journey has been about team and not 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 just me. Mm -hmm. Everybody in my band, everybody who I've played with throughout the years, everybody who mentored me, people like Art Neville, Dr. John, Taj Mahal, I've been mentored by the best, man. And, you know, I try to soak in as much as I can 
um, information that and and knowledge that they have to just genuinely, I mean, just so generous to offer it to to me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm never gonna be not even close to what they are or who they are. I'm just gonna be a student always. And 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 and, but I can't thank all my mentors enough. And I can't thank the Almighty for putting me in a place where, you know, we all commune together. You're so humble. For somebody who is so talented, you've played, what, over 9,000 concerts in your career, right? I mean, did I read that right? 9,000 concerts in your career. And your band... Man, they are fun to watch. They are just so much fun to watch. Y'all, y'all look like even after nine thousand concerts, you still are enjoying every minute of being up there on stage. How does that how does that feel after all this time to, to take that stage yet again? You know, the older you get, uh, the older I get, let me just see speak for myself, the more I realize how much of a blessing it is to be able to be a performer and a musician and to entertain and have an audience in front of you. I mean, I, I look forward to every gig. I thought about, you know, this is, this year my band turned 40. So it's been 40 years since I had my band. I started it in 1981. And I thought by now I'd be a little burnt out, you know, and <laughs> kind of like want to take up the rocking chair. <laughs> no, man. It, it, you know, there's no such thing as a rocking chair when you, when when the audience is still rocking to your music, you know, so it. it's like Perfect. for me, I look forward to every gig. I know now more than ever how much of a blessing it is, and um, how privileged I am to be able to do it. You know that my health allow me to do it, my mind allow me to do it. You know all the things, and the people who support the music mainly are the ones who allow me to do it. And I want to thank everybody out there for your love and support all these years and uh, we made it all together whatever we whatever we accomplished we all did it together all of us yes. now wow. that was a wow. sneaky segue on my part because <laughs> <laughs> i asked how you feel about performing you're gonna perform for me yeah yeah i can do something i can all do right. something you know I'm, I, we 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 on vacation we're in pensacola right now so I didn't bring an instrument with me, but I have my voice. And that is and an I instrument have, in itself. I have a little story to go with that. Okay? Oh, detail. <laughs> All right. Call you. Well, the, the earliest form of Creole music, which became Zodico music, is a style called the Jure. Now, the Jure is the style of Zodico Creole music that was done. All the lyrics were in French. You use your hand, your feet, and your voice. Those were your instruments. No accordion. This is before the accordion, the violin, the rubber, all of that came later. But our music started like that. Okay, that's that's where it began. And um, John and Alan Lomax did field recordings back in the 1930s for this music. So they were able to actually save this you know so we can have 
something to listen to. Wow. And here where it all started. And they were quoted when they heard this style of music in French. And it was done by people who had, you know, African-Americans who were speaking French. And they said it was the most African sound and music they heard in the United States. And for them at that time, they were going all over the United States making these uh, recordings for the Library of Congress, you know. And for them to make that statement, man, you know, I'm really proud of that. You know what I'm saying? Because when you listen to the jury, you can hear the origins that our music come from Africa more than it come from anywhere else on the planet. And um, a lot of times people get it confused, but um, it's 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 a you know it's it's a it's an African style of music. Black French speakers that you know created this, and 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 those people are called. Creoles, Creoles, the Creoles. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, this is an old, old Jouvet song. And All it's right. about, it's sad, you know, it's, it's called uh, the prison, prison bars. And um, uh, Ken Ray Fontenot did a version of this using the violin. Mm-hmm. Ken Ray, who was a, uh, a great Creole fiddle player who played with Amadeus, uh, uh, Boisek Osman and Ken Ray Fontenot played together, uh, Boisek on the accordion and Ken Ray on the, on the violin. But, uh, this song is, it's one of the, the old Jure songs. And back, back in the day when the Jure version of that is, it's called the prison blues. And it goes like this. <clears throat> Goodbye, Shabema. Goodbye, 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 Playing this article, but from the Jure to Amade to Clifton 
to where it is today. It's a, it's a, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, now you see, I lost my train of thoughts. I love my wife, but I like her to be out of the room when I'm doing my energy. <laughs> she, she, she's getting ahead of me. <laughs> she's good. She means well. <laughs> but, um, you know, the most, the foundation of Zodico music, all right, is the fact that it did connect with different generations mm -hmm. to keep it alive. And it's still, it's still evolving. Like all styles of music, country music evolves, mm -hmm. R&B evolves, rock and roll evolves. All styles of music, and Dr. John, this is what my wife wanted to make sure. I, I love Mason Dr. John. So Dr. About John, my, my, my brother in heaven, man, he said, okay, can I say like the S-H-I-T word on that? Because I want to. I well, if it's I what he said. Okay, let me say it like he said. We got to quote Dr. John. All right. right. <laughs> If the shit ain't changing, the shit is dying. <laughs> that sounds like Dr. John. <laughs> and that's, that's exactly what he said. He broke that down to where everybody can understand it. You know, <laughs> even a sixth grader can figure that out. You're not going to um, miss that. You know, one. <laughs> it's it's just people care about the music mm -hmm. and don't you know feel a need to speak out and and and, and their intentions. Are good. They think it's gonna preserve and protect, but they actually, you know, like 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 they starting a forest fire. Okay, mm -hmm. they got they burning down the tradition of evolution of the music being accepted by the source people of the music, the Creoles from the source of the music. Mm -hmm. Okay, yep. so. I try to, you know, that that's part of my mission now is to educate people who want to know the truth about our history, because we've been, we've had some people, like I said, that met well. They had good intentions. Mm -hmm. They wrote books and did things, you know, that was so inaccurate. And we have to go back and do damage control, I guess you could call it. <laughs> yeah. And so my mission is to tell the truth about my people, you know, and, and whoever want to know, you know, the truth. And um, so it's, you know, it's part of what, part of what I do, you know. Now, <laughs> keeping I, that tradition alive, you have done something, and I guess it's been, um, what, in the last 20 years, you've actually started um, Zydeco Music for Kids. And so you've actually, you know, it's, it's not just when you were a kid, it was all the older people you said that were in the Zydeco, but you've actually really targeted this younger audience to help them appreciate that music. And I've been playing on, you know, a couple of different sites on my Facebook pages. I was sharing the wishing to go crawfishing song because I'm sorry, it just makes me dance. I love that song. And it's an adorable video. Y'all go to the dead folks tales, Facebook page, check that out. It's a lot of fun. And the, bringing the music to the kids, that's something that you guys are passionate about, right? Yeah, very passionate about it, you know. Um, you know, and, it, and it's the example of, of a lot of the older people from our community. I remember Wilbur Gillery, the guy 
who was instrumental more than anybody else in starting the original Zodico Festival in Plaisance, Louisiana. And, you know, at one time, the festival was drawing like 15,000 people, okay? And it was every Labor Day. And Wilbert's mission was to get the kids involved, to teach the kids about their culture, their history, so they could be proud about it, proud enough about it to where they want to keep it alive, you know, and, and pass it on to their kids and their grandkids, you know. So, you know, this is this is a mission that 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 we on, you know, we wanna we wanna educate the world and share the information that we have collected over the years, over the 40 years of playing music and 56 years living in the culture. You know, a lot of our history was handed down orally, you know, and uh, if you're not from the neighborhood, <laughs> you know, we got different dialects of French, you know, mm-hmm. within different little neighborhoods in South Louisiana. So, and different slang and stuff like that, you know, it's like, if you don't understand what people are saying, then you really can't tell the story correctly. And right. to understand what people are saying in a certain community, in a certain village, <laughs> you have to come from that village, you know? So this is what we're doing. It's called Creole for Kids and the History of Zadiko. And right. since we've been doing this, we've, we've reached kids in many different parts of the world. and. Um, Every kid have the same reaction. Every student, I don't like to call them kids. I like to call them students. Every student have the same reaction. It's like, wow, what's this? This is happy. This is happy music. You know, this is, this is, this is joy. <laughs> you know? yes. And so we try to share 